0: Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi
1: everyone, I'm Chen, your host today. Shoppers expect seamless and consistent experience from a retailer or brands. According to IGD, cross-channel shoppers are the most valuable customers as they spend between twice to three times the amount a single channel shopper does. Today, we are delighted to be joined by expert guest, John from IGD. He has more than a decade of experience in researching retail globally, delivering solutions and presentations for retailers on key industry topics like store-of-the-futures, only channels, and channels' evolutions. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much for inviting me. First of all, could you let us know a bit more about yourself and what you do in IGD?
0: Certainly. So um, I've been researching uh, global retailing for about nearly 20 years now. So um, I've been researching mainly from research companies' points of view, uh, global retailing uh, and its evolution. So from all the way through, I guess, the beginning of e-commerce through to the topic we look at today, which is omnichannel retailing sure thanks for the quick intro and now let's
1: enter the topic for today so we have been hearing a lot about this term only channels retailing so what exactly is only channels retailing and is it very different with the multi-channels retailing that we hear quite often as well
0: yeah, so I think, you know, there are a lot of terms that people use to describe retailing. And, and I think sometimes we get a little bit caught up in, in some of those terms. Um, but I think there is a, a vast difference between multi-channel retailing and omni-channel retailing. And the evolution that we're seeing um, at the moment um, from, the, from retailers' points of view really is coming so much quicker. You know, accelerated by the pandemic, bought, bought quicker Um, by that and the demands that have been put on retailers to meet shopper demand but this difference between multi-channel and omni-channel retailing you know is a really obviously great place to start for this discussion around what omni-channel retailing is today and what it will become in the future so from a a, a multi-channel point of view um We would see that as being, you know, all channels are available to a shopper, but they're not necessarily integrated. So a shopper can buy a product in any channel from a retailer and a retailer could be operating different size stores, be it hypermarkets, supermarkets, um, online, and then obviously a lot of different fulfillment um, methods through online so be it click and collect or delivery or even fast paced delivery within 15 minutes so they can they they can buy from a shopper's point of view across any of these channels but the experience has not always been integrated you know or seamless And the impact, therefore, from a retailer's point of view is that they don't necessarily get the holistic view of how the shopper shops across channels, um, the various touch points, the way they're engaging both with the retailers, but also the brands that they're buying. Um, And certainly out of store, that sort of uh, lack of data and insight um, is is a sort of downside of multi-channel retailing. If we then look at it from an omni-channel point of view, um, I think the difference for a shopper probably is that it it probably doesn't look any different, but it feels and should increasingly feel different because, you know, in terms of it, it, it's still the same channels and the way that they potentially buy products may be the same. But the engagement, the way that retailers engage with shoppers, the way they promote brands and how brands can engage with shoppers is going to feel very different because as in new strategies and uh, initiatives are implemented, so the way that retailers and brands can talk to shoppers should become more personalized and more seamless. So it doesn't really matter where a shopper is and again, across different stores, out of store, and even not really necessarily if they're thinking about buying if they're just researching or thinking about a product that becomes much more consistent in an omni-channel world than it is in a multi-channel world where it can feel at times from a shopper's perspective a little bit more fragmented or a little bit more mass market. Omnichannel will enable and improve the targeting and the personalization um, that they receive um, from retailers and from brands more widely.
1: Sure. Thanks for highlighting the difference between the multi-channels and the omni-channels retailing. So now we focus on the omni-channels retailing. If we analyze or we look at this topic from the angle of brands or the merchants, so why do you think businesses should adopt an omni-channel strategy and why is it important?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first one is um, it's that shoppers want it essentially. I think the pandemic has really shown that desire from shoppers to buy products when they want and have them delivered um, where they want or to buy the product in a store, um, but have the uh, reassurance and the knowledge that the product is going to be there when they want to go buy it. So I think, you know, from from a retailer standpoint is the fact that even if they don't feel like um, it's going to touch on them now, because other retailers are going to be bringing in omnichannel retailing, it's be- going it's going to become something that shoppers expect. And certainly, from a brand's point of view, they're going shoppers are going to be opened up to new avenues of information and insight and transparency around supply chains. That's going to enable them to buy easier and quicker. So I think you know the, the first and the, and the key reason for all of it always should be around the shopper which we always start with a shopper from from an IGD research point of view and I think you know the first thing should always be that that the shopper will increasingly want an omnichannel experience or certainly expect an omnichannel experience. You touched on the second point I guess really um in in the introduction which is that uh omnichannel shoppers are more valuable even today. So, and if we think we're only at the sort of start of this process, um, the numbers that you quoted, Walmart think an omni channel shopper is twice as, 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 um, spends twice as much money uh, as a non uh, omni channel shopper. And Ajoldele's, which has operations across the US and a lot of countries in Europe, um, estimates it could be up to three times as much for some of their shoppers. So, that uh, that loyalty and that spend is going to be very, very key for retailers. And of course, that knowledge that brands can have that uh, those retailers have loyal shoppers helps them engage and build better targeting and marketing strategies um, that uh, can then provide better return on investment and value for them. And I think this is, you know, as I say, just the start of this process. So, um, you know, we're in um, a good place in certain retailers and loyalty is becoming um, better. And the use of data, which is something I think we'll probably touch on again later in in terms of our conversation, is becoming better. But that idea and the ability to target um, shoppers and build loyalty with those shoppers will only improve. And so, if we think about this as being the starting place for this omni-channel journey, um, it's going to be, uh, you know, only uh, only improve over time in terms of um, the way that retailers and manufacturers can use data to, to target shoppers, be it groups or individuals, and build that loyalty yet further. So, that number that two, two to three times is only going to probably grow. as as developments come down the line and that use of data and really understanding shoppers will be increasingly key and i think that would be the fourth point that we would make and make about why omnichannel is so important is that insight um, that data will be able to provide um, both retailers in terms of enabling them to, to, to speak and engage with shoppers, but also from a brand's point of view in terms of how to engage their shoppers within their category with their specific products. Um, and also in, in areas like new product development, so launching a product in a new country um, or even just trying to build out a new sort of branded variation um, or extension will all be aided by the greater use of data. And I think you know once we look a little bit further and I we'll probably come and touch on this in a minute is um, where we're going probably with omnichannel retailing, you know the idea of ecosystems. So keeping shoppers spending um, uh, within an ecosystem, so the likes of Alibaba and Amazon and Walmart, building out that idea of not just selling products, but including other things like media and entertainment, financial services, and really sort of understanding what shoppers are looking for and really understanding how they want to interact with brands and themselves, and how they want to, um, you know, spend their time and their money, but also, um, you know, how to improve on that uh, ecosystem and the way they engage with them, which comes all the way back to the beginning, which is, is that the shoppers want it and you know wherever retailers and brands can remove friction from people's lives it's only going to become more popular um, and uh, yeah it can become a better system for them to use
1: sure i think that is very interesting so from your experience so what are some of the key challenge for businesses so when they start to adopt this omnichannel channels journey and what are your advice how they can how actually they can actually overcome these challenges
0: yeah I mean, if it was easy, <laughs> we probably wouldn't be sitting here today because there wouldn't be as much to discuss. But it really is—it is quite a challenge. Um, and through our research, we've sort of identified, I guess, I, I think five major areas where there's um, challenges, both from a retailer's point of view, but then how that then flows through and potentially impacts on brands uh, and manufacturers as well. And the, and and the first one really, at the moment, is around cost from a retailer standpoint. We know how competitive this industry is. Um, and the pandemic has brought new cost into quite a lot of retailers' business, um and required changes in terms of the way they operate um and so there's all that cost that's being brought into the business we've got inflation in quite a lot of places around the world in terms of cost increases um uh personnel cost increases so there's a lot of cost coming into the industry at the moment and then Omnichannel brings a whole new level potentially on top of that so things like um, Kroger in the U.S. who's working with Accardo, when they've estimated how much um, one of the sort of the robot-driven warehouses that they're 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 putting into the U.S., they estimate each one costs about fifty-five million U.S. dollars. Um, even if you look at um, micro fulfillment centers that retailers are adding in into their s- existing stores, they can cost between three and five million dollars each. And if uh, a retailer like Ahold Dele's has like four thousand supermarkets, you can see quite quickly how the cost of all that adds up very, very quickly to try and meet quicker e-commerce needs to try and then build out and support the e uh, the omni-channel needs of, of, of a retailer. And I think that's that's really difficult for, for them to deal with and how they then also try and think about which of those different fulfillment options to provide, which then flows through for manufacturers, is they may be having somebody like Kroger with a with a big warehouse, you might get somebody else with a micro fulfillment center, and then you get may get sort of quick delivery 15 minute delivery of people on bikes and so you can go from a range very wide range at one end of the spectrum all the way through to a very targeted range at the other end which manufacturers have to deal with and think about in terms of what products to then try and sell to that retailer or to to engage with um, through those different parts i think the other area really is around capability is that retailers have suddenly got a whole new area of capability that they've got to quickly come up to speed on. They're very good and have a history on a global basis of running stores, running supply chains that deliver from central um, distribution centers to those stores. But now they've got a whole new um, number of questions, basically, that their business needs to answer. So That capability is something they need to fill and fill very quickly. So again, that can come back at a cost and feedback into the first point or actually getting people and retaining those people can be difficult for quite a lot of retailers as well. So that capability question is very, very difficult. It is highly complex. So, you know, to, to 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 sort of cover off that point around the different types of warehouses and the different supply chains. Obviously, there's a lot of complexity um, that comes into omnichannel retailing, and that sort of understanding the holistic shopper. So, you know, linking all the different channels, identifying individuals, sharing the data, engaging with brands potentially in a new way, and 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 working with manufacturers can be different. And trying to set that along sort of short term trading needs quarter by quarter um, and sitting that against longer term horizons and, t- and planning, again, is something that some businesses uh, and uh, retailers uh, struggle with in terms of trying to maintain both of them at the same time. There's a a whole thing around coordination about who leads this. Retailers in the past have been very set up channel by channel or thinking very um, job by job. So you have a marketing team, you have a supply chain team. Um, But now in an omni-channel world, all those teams need to fit together and integrate into themselves so they can speak and engage with the shopper as one. And trying to, again, do that at the same time as all these other things is again very difficult and who leads on that can be very difficult um, uh, decision as well depending on how and where the power in a business sits or um, who influences certain decisions and this really comes down to to our fourth one which is around sort of culture really um, in terms of omni-channel retailing is demanding pace of change um, and retailers to to evolve much quicker than they potentially have in the past and so depending on um, the culture of the business and their um, ability their willingness to to change quickly then omni-channel retailing is asking a whole new new set of questions and then i think the last challenge is around choice so um, you know with the technology that's available at the moment, there's lots of different choice um, in terms of what a retailer can choose. Um, there's also a lot of different sorts of software. And then there's also a lot of decision, uh, business decisions that need to be made at the moment. And so trying to think about which one to solve first, because it all overlaps and integrates. Again, is very, very difficult. And so all those sorts of challenges, I guess, come together for, for retailers and then are slightly magnified for manufacturers because they will have a whole different set of retailer Clients who will all be at different stages and have different um, challenges themselves, and therefore they'll have to work potentially at different paces or in different ways to, with different retailers. So, um, I think uh, you know, as it goes through, everybody will start to evolve in a similar way strategically, but that doesn't mean operationally they'll all be in the same place or op- operate in the same way, which will again. Cause challenges for, for manufacturers. I think, in terms of, of, of overcoming those <laughs> challenges, I think um, you know this is a great example uh, of how um, you can become aware of what's happening globally. I think you know there is going to be sort of no one solution for omnichannel retailing. There may be a model. There may be a framework. Um, And you can try and fit yourself within that. But the solutions that come out are going to be different, potentially country by country, um, certainly retailer by retailer, such that they can meet their shopper needs. And how you as a manufacturer will be able to meet your shopper's needs as well will be quite key within that. So I think keeping uh, aware of global best practice outside of your region, is a really great way to 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 start to think about how to overcome that challenge and what has been successful elsewhere or unsuccessful actually i mean we learn so much more really by seeing how other people have failed at stuff than we do from potential successes are in our own businesses so i think you know that is a key area and um the other thing really is um around um making sure that we're always um, checking our data and quantifying the gains that we're making. We can do the idea of test and learn, which is a great phrase, but at the same time, if we're not understanding the impact that it's having or the benefits that we're getting from it, then testing and learning doesn't really get us anywhere. It's just doing exactly that. It's just testing and learning. So we have to keep on understanding where the benefits are coming from.
1: Uh, Last but not least, so how do you see only retailing evolve in the next few years?
0: So um, I think from our point of view is that um, change is going to feel like it's it's occurring slowly. um, And these sort of little developments are going to happen bit by bit. But suddenly, we're going to sit back and go, wow, things have changed quite a lot. And suddenly that impact for shoppers is going to happen very, very quickly. And I think that, that, that that's a key part is the fact that you need to be building your foundations today. Because even if you don't think your category may be impacted, or potentially your country or the market that you work in is going to be impacted, it is going to be impacted at some point. And if you don't start preparing for it now, and, you know, listening to things like this and and, and learning more from uh about omnichannel retailing, you're gonna be in a weaker position come when that change actually hits. So I think, you know, once successful initiatives um, and tech solutions sort of emerge the ability for them to be adopted on a global basis and certainly regionally becomes much, much uh, quicker and therefore the impacts going to much, much quicker. So, you know, I think at this point it's going to be slow, but then very, very big. Uh, and in terms of, I guess, uh, sort of bit by bit, how we think it's going to uh, to, to impact, I think for shoppers, um, Omnichannel will really continue to, involve, to evolve, sorry, and uh, increasingly empower them by providing them with more and different ways to shop, but also access to more information and transparency on what they're buying and where they're buying it from. So that's brilliant. You know, it's, it's a freeing part in terms of they'll be able to choose how, where, when um, they buy a product and then how and where they receive that product so whether that's delivery to home or in a store um you know it doesn't really matter at that point so i think you know it's going to be really freeing for shoppers And I think it's also going to be increasingly cross-border, increasingly global. So new competitors are going to emerge for all of us, depending on um, where a product's made, where a brand is. And that is, again, a great opportunity for shoppers, but also for brands as well, to be able to target, to sell into new countries, which we never would have had access to before. So I think that'll be a, a great opportunity. So people will be able to shop globally, but then receive the product locally um wherever they want to. Mm. And I think this is where omnichannel retailing is almost evolving on itself. And you know, some people are starting to use the phrase uh unified commerce. Um and that means that sort of all the channels and the engagement are, are built around the shopper and really focused on being totally shopper centric. Um, and so that I think will be a really key part again of retailers and manufacturers thought processes over the next uh, you know year or so about really focusing in on the shopper and how then all that uh, information or the data um, flows in real time so that a shopper can have confidence that what they're buying will arrive in two days time, one day time, 15 minutes time um and have complete uh accuracy of availability transparency about manufacturing where it's come from and everything else i think for for for, for stores um it's gonna require and think about sort of an ever greater dig- digitization of what those stores are certainly in the medium term so things like payment solutions where you just walk out they'll become much more ubiquitous and then a greater integration of online solutions by like like reviews or recommendations being highlighted and used in store but Online generally will just be much more integrated into stores, helping bring products to life, enabling brands and manufacturers to engage with those shoppers much more. And obviously, the, the bit we touched on at the beginning around it'll provide more personalization. The data gathered on shoppers today and in the future will enable retailers and manufacturers to better target and meet individual and personal shopper needs. Uh, and that, that sort of general idea of personalization will be really, really key. For retailers, you can see that it's going to be a huge impact on, on store-based retailers. Um, but I think that the, the, the um, opportunity it provides on a global basis is about partnerships. So how can you work with manufacturers, potentially other retailers across um, different parts of the globe to enable your shoppers to buy the products they want and have them fulfilled? Um, So we're seeing, you know, quite a few non-competing retailers work with each other to make sure that Omnichannel works for them and for their shoppers. So I think, you know, in terms of that, it'll be really interesting to see. I think finally around the the, the retailers is that um, there are going to be retailers who can adapt, change. We're going to see new retailers emerge, um, but there are going to be those who can't. And I think we're going to have to to bear in mind that there will be consolidation in the market more widely, um, and therefore there are going to be a whole set of winners who are going to emerge from omni-channel retailing potentially quicker than than in other parts uh, of retailing's evolution recently. But I think as a shopper. Rather than as an analyst, you know, I think this is, you know, really exciting. You know, omni-channel retailing provides such uh, a, a wealth of opportunity for us as shoppers to buy products, engage with retailers, engage with brands in a whole new way that we didn't have before because of the data and the transparency and the insight that it all bring. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a really fantastic future that we look forward to as a shopper and as an industry as well.
1: Sure. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you, John, for the great sharing. Thank you very much.
0: This is Zana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks
1: again for joining us. Until next time, take care.
0: La-zana.